Hey everyone, welcome in to Stadium Drive Week 14. The regional finals are set for Ohio High School football in the playoffs. We're about to uh, reach the state final four, man. Pretty crazy. Uh, and we're going to be live at Woody Hayes Quaker Stadium this Friday for a matchup in Division 4, Region 15. The regional final between the number one seed, Steubenville Big Red, and the number two seed, Sheridan Generals. We're going to be talking to head coach Paul Carver III of Sheridan here in a few minutes. Uh, but I do want to start... Uh, on the Steubenville side. Didn't get a chance to talk to head coach Reno Sakoch, but I do want to talk about him and his team and his program briefly before we talk to Paul Carver III uh, because I, I do think Coach Sakoch's resume really speaks for itself, right? I mean, the winningest, winningest coach in Ohio high school football history 423 wins 23 straight playoff appearances he's got four state championships five uh, runner-up finishes uh, and he's an ohsaa hall of famer and next june in june of 2024 he's going to be inducted into the national high school football hall of fame so uh not only probably the greatest high school football coach in ohio uh in ohio's history but one of the greats across the country uh, he's just been so successful uh, over his tenure and his resume really speaks for itself. He's been there, done that, and now another opportunity to make it to yet another state final four. They're 12 and one this season. And I really do think it's, I mean, th they are balanced. They have a, a solid running game, although it wasn't working for them very well in their regional semifinal matchup against Indian Valley. Couldn't run the ball effectively, but I do think the pass game is what really makes them extremely dangerous. Uh, they have two huge wide receivers, big, strong, athletic, fast wide receivers, Sabron Felton and Isaac Hill. Isaac Hill last week had uh, 184 yards and two touchdowns, and he stands at 6'4", 212 pounds. Uh, Sabron Felton, uh, five catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns, and he's 6'2", 190. So just some tall, big, strong, fast wide receivers. And you don't see receivers of that size in this area, the Zanesville area, like Muskingum Valley League, Lincoln County League. So it's going to be a, an interesting and, and very tough challenge for the Sheridan, Sheridan Generals who are very strong defensively, but it's going to be an interesting challenge and test uh, to defend wide receivers that are that big, that athletic, and that strong um, and that explosive. Uh, so going to be certainly a challenge. We talked to head coach Paul Culver III uh, about that challenge, defending these big wide receivers. Uh, the wild back and forth punch for punch uh, and crazy finish to the Bishop Hartley regional semifinal game last week uh, against the three seed came down to the last couple plays and uh, truly an, an incredible game, an incredible watch, um, lots of emotion uh, going through Paul Culver in that game. He talks about that. Um, and also we talk about the, the play, the impressive play of his quarterback, Caden Sheridan during this playoff run. Um, with this option offense uh, and running the ball extremely effectively uh, and five rushing touchdowns uh, during the three playoff games this year. So he's been playing really well uh, and looking forward to this game, man. It's going to be a really good one. Uh, the Steubenville Big Red, number one seed and the number two seed Sheridan Generals. So here is head coach Paul Culver III of Sheridan on Stadium Drive Week 14, the regional final in Division Four, here on the Storied Rivals Podcast Network. Thank you so much for being here. 
All right, we're here with head coach Paul Culver III of the Sheridan Generals going into the regional final round of the OHSA playoffs, Division IV, uh, and super excited going up against uh, Steubenville, the big red number one seed, uh, and coming off a 34-27 win against Bishop Hartley in the regional semifinals. Coach, really appreciate your your time joining our show, as always, and uh, I want you to take me. Uh, let's let's start with that Bishop Hartley game and kind of take me through that la- those last couple plays there because Braden Weaver kind of broke up a catch there at the end um, that re- would have tied the game. Would have been a touchdown. He broke it up last second, and then one play later, Jacob Householder comes up with an interception at the goal line, seals the game. You guys win, move on. You win thirty four twenty seven. Now you play Steubenville. But kind of take me through that roller coaster there of, of what was probably when that when those plays were happening was fear, relief, excitement, joy. Like tell, take me through that entire roller coaster, uh, that final sequence. Uh, you got an hour because <laughs> that, that sure. those two minutes, <laughs> right? Those two minutes felt like an hour. Uh, I teach yeah. physics, and so uh, theory of general relativity, like the idea that time can stretch and dilate, dilate. I was living that Friday night, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we punted to him. They had the ball with less than two minutes. You know, you got to go back and play before that. Justin Munyon standing with his heels on the goal line, right? And he just uncorks one. Kids making plays. Kids made plays all night long, right? So he just uncorks one. They're all of a sudden backed up to roughly their 40-yard line. You know, got to go 60 yards. And at that point, you know, I started to feel like, all right, this this isn't an offense that's going to go 60 yards on us. But either the first or second play, Perry, their receiver, man, that kid was lightning. He gets in between our two DBs, splits two of the better kids we have, right, and gets his hands on one. And then they're close. Like, they, they help distract the catch. But, boy, it was close. And then maybe a play or two, I think they threw a short pass and threw, like, a an over the middle and maybe an incomplete. And then they got the one down our sidelines where uh, rough is stride for stride. You know, he, he uh, and then he slips. And then Householder, I believe, was the one there. And he gets turned around with the, where the, with the way the ball's coming. And that kid's got it. I mean, I, I can see it happening. I'm like. That's catch, right? Like it's catch. And then Weaver flashes in and makes play. And, you know, that's the deep middle. You're a cover three team. Your safety, we talk about all the time that, uh, you know, 10 and 12 yards under, you can get hash to hash. Starts going 15 plus, you better get to the numbers. And in that case, he didn't quite make it to the numbers, but like he was flying out of the middle to make a play. So it was a great play. And then they still, you know, had to come back with another one where uh, House at that time was was sitting back there waiting. At that point, it wasn't like we were discouraging anything anymore because with, you know, 25 seconds left, they still could have gotten three, four completions. So you have to discourage things, which means they might get behind you. And sure enough, they did. So at that point, with you know less than 10 seconds left, we're on the 10-yard line. Uh, right. Al Solder was camping underneath of it. Like uh, my dad used to say, you know, the, the baseball commentators would say, it's can of corn. I don't, I don't even know what that means, but like he's camping <laughs> underneath of it. Like this one's mine. And I saw it and I saw him camping. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we got this. So that's when I started to feel pretty good. I, I guess take me like how do you keep your teams like so composed because obviously uh, like with every football game and especially in playoff football there's always adversity you know there's turnovers and sometimes things don't go your way momentum shifts all the time but when there is a turnover in the game like you guys had one against Bishop Hartley how are you able to keep your team so composed where it, it's always just next play mentality and you, you forget what I mean obviously like you got to correct things as you go but you you really just keep a blind eye to the mistakes you make and you, you keep moving forward and like, how do you do it? Because obviously there's, there's tons of adversity in every football game and you, you face it against Bishop Hartley and you came out on top, you know, given turnovers, shifts of momentum and things like that. 
So my dad used to talk about how the huddle, the actual football huddle was a metaphor for life, right? And so when you have an opportunity as a team to huddle and you look each other in the eyes and maybe your coaches are fortunate enough to be a part of that when it's a timeout and you've got 19 seniors and the bulk of them are on the field somewhere at crucial points in the game and they're looking each other in the eyes, they know. That doesn't mean that it's automatically guaranteed to win because Hartley had, you know, 15, 18 seniors, whatever they had. And Steubenville is going to have, I think, 21 seniors or something like that. But there's something about knowing like, hey, this is a roll of the dice and this is exactly what we wanted. But we're going to play super, super hard. But we're not going to take ourselves out of the equation by like panicking or, you know, overanalyzing. We, we are an aggressive football team. We want to play with a physicality. And and sometimes that means, you know, risking things. And so uh, I think they just. Just, they just like been there, done that. The coaches have been there, done that. And uh, we believe in each other. And like my dad always said, that huddle, when you got each other, it's uh, like the shirt, the shirt said in the high state national championship, Ohio against the world. Well, Sheridan generals against anybody that we can take on. Now this Steubenville team, it, it's a pretty good one. And they had a tough battle against uh, Indian Valley last week. They went, they went down early and they were able to battle back, but they really utilize that. The run game didn't work much for them against Indian Valley, but they really utilized the passing game. Their quarterback, Aiden Manning had 300 plus three touchdowns. Um, Isaac Hill, like they have some big wide receivers. Isaac Hill is six, four, two, 12 is seven catches, 184 yards, two touchdowns. Their other receiver, uh, Sabron Felton, he's six, two, one ninety, uh, five catches, 90 yards, two touchdowns. How do you defend wide? Cause it's not every day you see wide receivers that big, you know, especially like in our area, MVL, you don't, you don't cover receivers that are that big. So how do you, how do you plan to cover them this Friday? Not just that big, but that fast. And I know that's what you're right. alluding to. They're, they're big, physical, but playmakers. You know, like it looks like the modern college NFL wide receiver. Um, they're terrific football players. But at the same time, um, the, the idea of the pass means you have an opportunity to play the ball, right? And so I think that's something that our secondary coach, Josh Coleman, does a terrific job of. And, and you saw AJ make a play, a uh, crucial play in the game against Hartley. Like he, they're, they're ball hawks. They, their eyes are on the ball. They're breaking on the ball. But then at the same time, like that receiver, that 6'4", 210 kid makes a catch. Well, you got to put him on the ground. And and that's where what we've done for 40 years is the Red Rage defense. It isn't just going to be one guy. There better be 11 guys flying to the ball because um, it's going to take two, three, four guys to get them down sometimes. You can't give up the big play. Uh, one of those big plays I remember, you know, the kid had 180 yards. The, the 80, 90 yarder was on a, a busted play of some sort. Quarterback is good at, at, at uh, eluding the rush. So we have to stay disciplined. That's something I think that we do fairly well, but it's hard against quarterback that's that fast and receivers that are that skilled. So uh, cannot give up the big play and then have to tackle well. And they force you to do both. They throw it deep and then they throw spot routes, just like quick release routes where you got to try to tackle a kid. Um, you're seven yards off in a backpedal and he gets the ball right now. That's really hard. And so we have to tackle really well, keep our keep our gap assignments, keep the, you know, them inside of us so that the pursuit can get there and and try to control them. Now, offensively, I'm sure you're going to utilize that option, which you've been so good at um, all season long. And and you mentioned last week when we talked that like styles of offense, some some styles of offense that you see nowadays, like if, if teams run a style of offense that you don't see much of anymore, it's hard to prepare for it. And that's kind of an offense that you have. But how has Caden Sheridan been so good at making those reads with with that option play? Because you, you have to force the defense to make a choice. You either they either go with uh, the person you hand it off to, they stay with the quarterback or the person you pitch to that you get you got to force them to make a choice. How has Caden been so good um, at making those decisions, whether to keep it give it to somebody else, 
Uh, he's had he's racking up the rushing touchdowns right now, and obviously he's going to need to do it again this Friday. Uh, so one, he studies he studies the game, right? Like he fully understands what we're trying to do. He understands what the defense then is going to try to do to stop us. And so it's an if then statement. I mean that's that's football at its high levels. If we, then you, and then then we have to. <laughs> and so he understands that. You know he he comes running off the sidelines like, hey coach, the dive reads this. Hey coach, the flat defender, the pitch read is this. And, and so he's got complete command of that. And so, you know, uh, he walks up to the line of scrimmage and some teams think like a quarterback looks left and he looks right. And it's because he's trying to, you know, I don't know, just make sure everybody's lined up right. But then there's those elite level quarterbacks and we've had a chance. We've been fortunate enough to have some pretty good ones. And, and Cadence is as good as we've ever had. Like when he looks right, he's like, okay, that guy's shaded. Okay. That guy's at eight yards. Like he's scanning left to right. Like, because a lot of our offense is a, you know, we might have a check on the left. We might have two play, two run plays, and it might be an RPO to the right, right? So like a early release, a full-blown screen, and two run plays, check with me. Uh, and he's processing all that. So um, uh, when, we, when you talk about how does he do it, well, I don't know because I can't do it. <laughs> like <laughs> the other night, I coach it, right? I, I remember 2018, Ethan Heller did something. I thought, yeah, I didn't coach that. That has nothing to do with me, right? And there's been several times – that was the first time me as a coach, like I thought, dear goodness, this kid, my offense is holding him back. Is He's at that level. And Caden is at that level, right? On some level, whatever we draw up, he has the ability to execute and we are holding him back. The other night he, you know, he ran the option and he did this little flip quick pitch. He doesn't even pitch it. He'll just toss it totally unorthodox, but the ball's right on the money. And I literally walked up to the official on our sideline. I'm like, that's as pretty as it gets, isn't it? And he just looked at me and he's like, wow, that was a play. Like, So it's just a kid making plays and it's fun to watch. Well, I, I we could definitely talk for an hour because I definitely want to pick your brain more just about the nuances of football. So I love that a lot. But coach, I really appreciate you taking the time. We I won't take up any more of your time this evening, but best of luck this Friday against Steubenville. You're, we're, uh, a lot of people say like, it, this is where the dance starts, a chance to get to the final four. This is where football starts. So um, this is where every team envisions being week one is a, a chance to get to be the, one of those final four teams. And from there, anything can happen. But I appreciate your time tonight. Best of luck against Steubenville, man. And go represent the MVL in, in the final four, man. Thank you very much. It's always a, a pleasure talking to you. It's lots of fun.